Hey, everybody. Hi, guys. Well, from underneath a shroud of ash here in Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank. And I'm Dan. Coming up on today's episode, we have a very lost Christian family. A very... Yeah. These these folks are lost. Someone helped them find their way. (laughs) And someone did. You You think, though... Yeah, but it wasn't what they thought it was going to happen. Oh, it didn't find their way to where they were going. No, no, no. They they just got found. It's Gilligan's Island, people. <laughs> it's Gilligan's Island. That's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. Only well, without, only no island. No. Makes any appearance no, in the story. They, they never get to an island. Yeah. No. If only they had gone to an island. Yeah. All their, all their dreams would have come true. All their dreams. But no, there was no, no island. No. Sad. Sad, 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 sad. I should probably explain the Ash comment. It's, okay, there, yeah. There's fire. There, there it is. In the hills yeah, above Salt Lake. It's the end of days. It Salt is Lake. the end of days. The moon is as blood. It was. Uh, several yeah. nights. Yeah. For several nights now, mm-hmm. it's been yeah. as blood. I've seen it. So. Yeah. The sun in the evening is. You can look right at it. Yeah, it's a it, and it, not even super low in the sky. It achieved quite a quite a lovely uh, sort of neon pink the other day. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Uh, I yeah. I almost made. A really horrible joke, but I'm not going to make it. It was... Okay. Well, yeah. good. Good. We'll just move on. Show to, Fill we, in. Show some uh, restraint. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I didn't have enough restraint not to mention it. That, well, <laughs> at least... Uh, you're or growing. Rather, or rather, you're I want everyone to know how much restraint I was showing. <laughs> Fill in your own horrible joke uh, here, yeah. people. Anyway, uh, what do you got? You got anything? Well, I have um, a story... That comes to us via NPR. Oh, good. I like NPR. NPR. Um, and this is about a uh, study that has been done on the brains of dying rats. Oh. And how uh, that might uh, present some some clues about near-death experiences in humans. Oh. We don't For- know much about near-death experiences in rats. Right, but we do they now know they don't tend to report back. <laughs> yeah. I, I I will say this before you head too deep into the down this rabbit hole. I just want to mention, uh, it's got to be the toughest job in the world to go on go out on a date and then try and like put the good spin on. I do a study. Uh, I I'm doing a study about brains of rats when they're dying. Right. And to do that, I have to kill. I kill rats, and rats then I check out. My I check their brains. Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> my guess is any person, any potential date candidate for one of these researchers, pretty uh, pretty nerdy. Nerdy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? I create phosphorescent <laughs> rabbits. That's fantastic. <laughs> Tell me about your methodologies. <laughs> Oh, remember, Brett and I were out to dinner. Oh, this was, this was about a month ago. And we got sat next to, we were one booth over from the nerdiest Mormon couple <laughs> that has ever happened. And they were basically having that conversation. <laughs> and it was their first date. And it was amazing. And it that was just sounds like, great. what is going on? And so did you guys speak did, a word or did you no, just, we just sit there and, there and listen? listen. <laughs> and made, made like looks at each other like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh, it was amazing. You needed to get out your phone and do some recording. I know. It was way too good. But anyways. <laughs> Uh, yeah. So they've been killing rats to figure out what happens with their brains. 
in while they're in the process of dying mm. while they go into cardiac arrest yes and so their brain is suffocating yeah and um, and brains don't like that they is, don't like is that is my understanding and so they go into this heightened level of activity while they're dying oh. like super crazy electrical activity in the parts of the brain where they're like you know it 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 it's mimicking i think i think they said something about like it's kind of a, a dream state almost mm. but it's like super it, it should be creating almost a hyper real scenario huh and that's exactly what people describe when they come back from a near death experience oh uh, ndes yeah okay and, uh, and they they describe things i mean remember this like um um this uh what he was a brain scientist of some kind of surgeon or something a, he was a brain surgeon brain surgeon not a brain scientist that, right. and that's a that's that an important, big, distinction important distinction to make he was a brain surgeon who like a year ago newsweek it was Newsweek had the headline, so you could probably find it something with that. But um, he reported something very much along those lines. How he, he it was so beyond real, right? Mm. And that's exactly what uh, they're they're sort of seeing with these rats is that considering the parts of the brain that are active um, and and in absolute overdrive as it as it's shutting down, which is right. kind of counterintuitive. You would think it's a that it's a dying mind that's having, and it is a dying mind, but right. it's that it literally sort of shutting down, and instead it's like going into it's overdrive, like thrashing about. Yeah, Eben uh, uh, Alexander, Doctor Eben yeah. Alexander is who we're talking about. Yeah, and and so and everybody yeah. was like, "Hey, look, proof of heaven. Yeah. He's got proof. He used to be a a mild skeptic. Yeah, <laughs> and now he's a now he's not turbo believer. Turbo believer." And so it's 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 just, just like really these interesting. Rats. It doesn't prove well, that that's what's happening in people, here's, here's but it the really question. adds some some credence to the, to what we all already suspected about right near death experiences. Right. Well, here's the question though: If they manage, see, I think phase two of this research should be they kill the rats. Mm-hmm. The rats have their little thing, but they bring them back from the brink right at the right at the the. Right after they've had their brain, right. you 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 give them the little the you get the paddles, uh-huh. the tiny little rat paddles, uh-huh. and you say clear, and then mm-hmm. you you bring them back, and then and then you see if they start wearing crosses. Well, or you know, you get them in touch with an editor at Newsweek, right, right, and uh, you see if they if they get a that's right a deal to write a story. You know, in the rat world, I'm considered <laughs> a neurosurgeon, so oh, yeah, a... <laughs> I'm. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> oh good lord! Uh, so I have a story about mm. a family. Here's the story what of a family? little family. What family? Um, it's a family in eastern Tennessee. Um, oh. and uh, they had a little baby. Oh. and uh, and uh, the baby, the 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 baby. Uh, they named the. They gave the baby a name. Mm. And uh, okay, so everything that you've said so far happens to all the babies. Yes, exactly. Yeah. All of the babies have this happen. <laughs> so, where are you going? Uh, well, so they were in court because they couldn't agree on the child's last name. Oh, uh, the parents, the parents okay. uh, could not agree on that, and so they but were. They'd they had chosen were, a first name. Yeah, they were down with the first name. the The only problem was the last name. Uh, but that's not what the judge thought. The, okay. the judge decided to change the baby's first name also. Oh. The judge just named the child. What? Because was... the boy's name 
was Messiah. Okay. An unusual An unusual name, to be certain. Uh, The judge decided that his name is now Martin. Martin Deshaun McCullough. What was the... Which includes both parents' last name. Okay. (laughs) Deshaun McCullough. Where did Martin come from? Is that the judge's first name? That is the... No, that is just... (laughs) Martin Jr.? That is just close enough to Messiah for that judge's for that judge's taste because the word messiah quote the word messiah is a title and it's a title that has only been earned by one person and that one person is jesus christ that's what the judge said that's what the judge said Ooh. okay (laughs) okay this is strange because i feel like this judge did this child a great service (laughs) but the reason why not how he arrived or she arrived. Not acceptable. Uh, totally unacceptable. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's a great service. I mean, frankly, weird names abound uh, in in southern black uh, neighborhoods. Sure. Families. That sort of thing. Uh, uh, weird names abound all throughout Utah. I'm, yes. I'm, I was Suburban a, I, I, Utah. I was just headed to that spot. <laughs> now, Messiah may not work in Utah. Utah has its own rules. Mm, yeah. If it was Le Messiah... <laughs> Lasaya, Lasaya, Lasaya would work. Um, Messiah, not so much. But I don't know. I mean, in Tennessee black culture, I'm afraid I'm not versed enough on the culture yeah. to really know how that would play. Uh, my understanding is it's a very similar mechanism. That guy, <laughs> they, they, that guy thinks of, he's God. The gift. names from the two communities have been very different. Names get a uh, the, the 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 destination. Yeah. Is very different with a lot of these <laughs> names, but the the means of getting there is, my understanding, is fairly fairly similar. I just think that's so funny. Yeah, this judge would not have had a problem with with them naming their kid Buddha. No, no, not at Which all. Which is also a title that has right. only been earned by one person, and that person is Siddhartha Gautama. Wow! Look at you, Dan. Yeah, well, there wow, you go. I'd love it though. I mean, that, so <laughs> yeah, that's it. I I kind of have a little bit of a problem with this judge. Well, and the, and the great thing is that now these people are in the position of like, yeah, you can appeal, but that's going to cost you money, and they don't have it. They don't. They're not going to. I guarantee you, these well, two people don't have it. I don't. Who think are they? they? Do I don't know. You, you don't said know. Eastern Tennessee. Yeah, this has to be like some like. I mean, we're talking hillbilly land, right? I don't know. I don't know. Huh. I just, uh, you know, we were in Eastern Tennessee, briefly. Yeah, and uh, I, I see. How... No, I don't know any any reason why they couldn't be affluent people. They were just arguing over the name of a kid, and now they have to <laughs> argue well, some there's... more. Uh, a few clues, I think, do indicate some... like, I mean, like 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 the compulsion, like 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 the compulsion <laughs> to name one's child Messiah. I have a feeling these are not sort of, you know, um, wealthy people. Wealthy people. I, I, okay. It's just a feeling. It's a hunch. I, I don't. I have not a lot to base that on. Can I just say something but, here? This is a fascinating tidbit. Uh-huh. Uh, Messiah was then was number four among the fastest rising baby names in 2012. Shut up. What? Apparently. It went from zero to one. That's it went, all. <laughs> skyrocketed to six. Uh, I, I, go figure. Wow. I mean, I could see why you'd want your son to... I mean, you know, people name their kids... Messiah? People name their kids Jesus, and they can name their kid... Not, not a dad. lot of not a lot of people... A lot of Mexicans. A lot of Mexicans do. Sure. Yeah. 
There you go. Hmm. Anyway, anyway, the judge isn't having it. Well, poo poo on the judge. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, what do you got? Well, I have an upcoming. Ah, oh, no, I'm gonna skip. I'm gonna save that one. Oh, I'm gonna go. Well, that's he's, nothing he's to save. I changing wanna, the order. I just want to get this one out of the way. He's <laughs> this one that I've got. He's calling an audible. Uh, apparently, uh, I haven't. We we all know I have not been to church in a while. That's true. To not like okay, we went to like some Baptist church or whatever down in Mississippi. That's true too. Um, but I didn't notice this going on. I have to say, apparently, um, the story is mainly about Mormons and Catholics. Okay, and their level of distraction by their digital devices. <laughs> um, so much so uh, that uh, the article goes into detail about. Well, it has like one guy, sort of the the human interest setup, uh-huh. right? He's a thirty one year old Mormon who uh, he sounds like he's he goes to church every week as most as many Mormons do as many Mormons do, and uh, but he sits and plays uh, puzzle games during sacrament meeting mm-hmm. and texts his friends who might even be in the chapel. Nice. And he admits to it. Um, <laughs> and he says that he likes to take the time to catch up with people he hasn't contacted in a while. <laughs> I got I gotta say, having been through years, decades mm. of Mormon church, mm. I don't blame him. No. In fact I'm envious. Yeah, exactly. They get to sit through Mormon church with devices that connect them to the outside world. I know. Yeah, no, that's a good thing. That's a really because let me tell you something, people. If you thought your church was boring with your paid <laughs> pastor and or your your professional priest, mm-hmm. wait until you hear just Brother Jones from down the street mm-hmm. who doesn't do any public speaking in any other context of his life try to give a talk. Yeah. Oh my God, it's interminable. It's pretty awful. It's interminable. Yeah. It's just a nightmare. At least once a month you get fast and testimony meeting, which is entertaining. It's entertaining. Again, it's, it's all cra- it's, it's a, just your it's neighbors. It's a freak show. It's a freak show. It's all your neighbors getting up and just uh throwing their hearts down on the table. Mhm. Yeah. Crying. There's always the one sister of the war- in the ward who is like the first one up. Yeah. Every oh, ward has. Yeah. Oh yeah. For us it was sister, I think it was sister reader. Right. Or sister Smith or something like that. She was always the first one up. <laughs> Boom. Yep. Every week. Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's a thing. I I will say this. Uh, I know I I know I have a friend, a mm-hmm. Facebook friend, more than anything else. We don't hang out. Oh, yeah. but he's he's LDS. Mm. He's a youngite, mm. and he uh, he's a you know he's he he posts a lot of like pro LDS stuff. Like he's a he's a Mormon. He's a religious guy. Okay, I've seen him post stuff to Facebook from church. Really? During sacrament meeting. Is he complaining about? Yeah. About sacrament meeting? Yeah. Oh I've seen God. him. I, I I mean, he's actually kind of funny. So he like at one point he posted a thing about like, because, and this was always a pet peeve of mine too. In Mormon church, people will sometimes end their, people get in, you know, everybody who prays gets in sort of a habitual prayer rut at mm-hmm. some point. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people... In Mormonism, I imagine this happens in other religions, but a lot of people in Mormonism end their prayer with, and I say these things in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ, amen, Mm -hmm. because they're talking to God. Right. But then they go to church and they give a talk or they say something and they, and they say, because talks traditionally end with, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Uh And everybody says amen. But 
there are those people who don't understand that they are now not talking to God specifically, but they are right. talking to the congregation. Right. So it's not appropriate when they say, in the name of thy son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Right. Yeah. Oh, faux pas. I, it's embarrassing. It I'm should sure. be embarrassing. Yeah, they, but not. they don't know. No. They don't even realize. Because they're too dumb to realize. Right. Exactly. Hmm. So he he posted a thing about that. And I was oh, like. Oh, no. That's I was like, risky. You, are, you are getting snarky and you're on the internet at church. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Somebody, anyway. Somebody's not feeling the spirit. Yeah. Distracted people out in the pews. Um, apparently um, also reported scene Mm -hmm. this is mind-boggling to me uh people watching like the game oh yeah on their uh on their phone oh you know they're watching the game they are picking Uh, the seat uh, that is that that'll be least visible hold putting it It, under their suit jacket i I can't even fathom this (laughs) but uh, the article was actually kind of funny it's like but is this any different basically than um something i wasn't that familiar with i think they called it bishop bingo where you like, you're waiting for the bishop to say certain things that that bishop always says and cross them off. The I like chart. that. That's a good one. I like that. Um, but also, uh, you know, like Hangman. My sister and I used to play Hangman sure. all the time. Sure. Um, you do anything you can to distract yourself yeah. from the tedium. Doodling on the program. Yeah. Napping. Going, go, you, yeah, Remember sure. how many people oh, used yeah. to nap? Oh, yeah. You. And Apparently those people are now on their phone. Right, exactly. You and I you and I have been up at that pulpit giving that brother Joe Schmo talk. Yeah. Looking out at, at that congregation which has completely checked out. Yeah. Not there is one guy I, looking at you. I will say this. I usually had a pretty rapt audience. Oh, I was shut really good. Up. I I I was a good little talk giver. <laughs> I was good. I always had their attention. Well, you should have a podcast then. <laughs> I should. You probably should. How to give talks <laughs> by Frank H. Anyway, uh, there you go. There you go. I yeah, I would have killed for a a, a anything. Yeah, I know. Just a uh, yeah, an iPod, an iPad. Uh, are you kidding me? But here's the deal. My mom would not have allowed it. No, there was no, no way in hell. Mm-mm. Because I remember my brother had like one of those little. Remember those really jankety like handheld games had like little dots uh-huh. that like led right, red right. lights that would flash and it was like basketball right you're right like, there i don't <laughs> it's like i don't get what's going on here but anyway, stick um, figures walking toward each other uh-huh. and then away from each yeah, other yeah, yeah that thing was not allowed at church <laughs> no not allowed yeah it's kind of amazing but i mean i think what's happened is that uh our our generation which grew up with a more and more diluted attention span mm-hmm. has now become the adults. And... and they're just like, nope, I can't do it. I'm just going to screw it. I've got the phone in my pocket anyway. Well, and they let their kids, they babysit their kids anyways with TV. So, and right. let, so they're just okay. handing, they're just handing the iPad over to the kids. I've letting seen them play. plenty of parents in restaurants lately with like the iPad set up. For the kids. For the kid. Yeah. Just sitting there. Sure. So the kid can sit there and just like watch TV. It should, call, it should be called the eye babysitter. It's awful. Well, I you hate know. it. You're very judgy. Well, but it is awful. It is awful. I, I would. I, Whether I, I would, or not I have I'm a, judging it, it is awful. I would have a problem with it. Yeah. But here's the. Is, I, yeah. I, I, boy, I can't blame them at church, though. <laughs> I just. I, although, you know how it started. I'll tell you this. Everybody, everybody shunned. 
the person who brought out their phone or or iPad in church for a minute. Oh, yeah. And then someone said, no, I've got my scriptures on it. Oh, yeah. And then 80 people said, oh, I've got my scriptures on it. (laughs) And then everybody was like, we've all got our scriptures on it. This is how we get. Look, this is how I get my scriptures. So you go ahead with your talk. I'm going to be reading along with you. And go! (laughs) Yeah. I was about to say Huffington Post, but we know it's not Huffington Post. (laughs) (laughs) There's that one guy who's on Huffington Post. Everybody else is uh, watching sports or or like Sean Hannity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Anyway, uh, in England, do you remember that there used to be... So the the former Archbishop of Canterbury, uh, Rowan Williams, Mm. Lord, Lord Rowan Williams. Yes. My Lord High Bishop Rowan. Okay. Uh, he's he's no longer the the Bishop of Canterbury. Oh no! Well, yeah. I mean, it's fine. He didn't want to be. He retired. Oh, oh okay. That was, and that's why there was a new one. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Good. yeah. It all works out fine. I'm just responding to the individual <laughs> words and not the sentences. <laughs> yeah, just so you know. Yeah, I can tell. We could we could all tell. <clears throat> uh, he said so. So recently, somebody had uh, had mentioned something to him um, uh, about. About how persecuted the Christians were. Mm. Here's so he said, when you have any contact with the real with real persecuted minorities, you learn to use the word persecuted very chastely. I I think we are made to feel uncomfortable at times. We are made to feel as if we're idiots. Perish the thought. But that kind of level of not being taken very seriously or being made fun of, I mean, for goodness' sake, grow up. What? What? <laughs> he said, "Grow the fuck up, Christians." Wow. Yeah. Because because there's no they don't know what persecution is. Because they don't know what persecution is. Yeah, clearly, when you're in a majority, you don't get to it's claim pers- to you can't raise the persecution flag. Yeah. No, it's that's that's valid. No, that's yeah. Fair. Yeah. I thought that, that was great. Finally, somebody in some sort of power, unfortunately, says, "Shut the fuck up." Because it is the Archbishop of Canterbury mm-hmm. and not and not Joel Osteen. Exactly. Yeah. It's not it's not gonna play he, out play the, over here. It's not gonna no. The the, the people the, the persecuted Christians in this country, right. they could give a rat's ass. Right. Once Pat Robertson from the Church says of it, England. Then again, yeah. you never know with Pat. Pat Robertson could just say that. <laughs> no, you're absolutely right. <laughs> He probably he's, he's waiting. He's, he's waiting for the question. He's going to whip that point. one out at some point. He's going to be like, "Nope, we're not persecuted. We're in charge. That's why we need to keep staying in charge." And then we'll all just be like, "What the fuck, Pat? What are you doing?" He speaks truth. He's he's like he's like a fifty fifty guy. Yeah. Like half the time, he like will just say the exactly the right thing, and you're just like, "What the fuck?" Because the other half of the time, he's spouting mm. absolute nonsense. I love that guy. Anyway, so I like this Rowan's guy, this or this Rowan Williams guy too. All right, well, good, yeah. good for you, Dan. You're you're liking all the right people. Yeah, I enjoy it's all just the lining right. up for you. Yeah, yeah, and I'm are telling, falling into place. I'm teaching our listeners who they should like too. <laughs> uh, yeah. You should. I'm all sure like, our listeners base. <laughs> you should all like <laughs> whomever likings. we like. Mm-hmm. That's 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 your job as listeners is to take our opinions as your opinions. Mm. Good idea. Wrong show. Oh, wrong show, Dan. Dang it! You need to. I need one of them Pat Robertson shows. You right? the, yeah, you need to go over to the Blaze. I need to do a show there, <laughs> and then people will just believe what you say. Yeah, 
I yeah. no, I want a Pat Robertson show, and I want you to be the woman that like is shocked at whatever it is I say, but has to go along with it anyway. And and I want to see that look on your face. Hmm. You've never seen that look before. Oh, I've seen it. <laughs> I just want more. <laughs> For the record, I do not feel like I have to go along with what Dan says. I know. That's the problem. <laughs> That's why I need that show. So that you so that you get the look on your face, but you have to just go along with whatever uh, I say. <laughs> That's what I need in my life. Uh, anyway. We, I, yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, um, we've got a uh, something awesome coming up on PBS. Oh? That I think we should all be tuning into. Oh? Actually, it may not be that awesome. I don't know. Oh. Uh, it's a PBS documentary that's coming up on August 20th, and it's currently the 16th, um, as we were recording. Yeah. Uh, most most of you, some of you might get this before the 20th. Yes. A lot of you will, actually. Yeah. Um, and if it's PBS, they'll play it a hundred times. And it'll anyway. be, yeah, exactly. Uh, the Life of Muhammad, PBS documentary. Oh, um oh interesting right? i i i i can see a problem there why a small issue what 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 well, is because you? pbs is not the kind of the kind it's not vice they're they're mm. inter they're not interested in offending anyone and because islam mm. is what islam is they won't be able to show an image of muhammad that's true how do you how do you do a documentary about the life of Muhammad without ever doing an image that is of the prophet himself? A lot of people talking about the prophet. <laughs> I guess so. And never showing the prophet. I guess so. Um I actually um in college I saw I took a I think this was in my Iranian film class. You took an Iranian film class? Yeah, Iranian films like huge. It's like oh. it's it's, it's like super cool. If you like, it's like if Bollywood, you know, but it's if you know cinema as one of my professors, cinema, cinema. He was yeah. Anyways, uh, if you if you know cinema, was, was you, he British or was he? Was, he was, oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, if you if you know cinema, uh, you have definitely seen plenty of Iranian film. There's some great. I feel, I feel Iranian like I films. know cinema pretty well, but I've never seen. I've never bothered with Iranian film. You haven't seen even a single one. Where's the friend's home? Taste of cherry. None of these. Abbas, you've never heard the name Abbas Kiarostami? No. Really? Yeah. I mean, I didn't go to film school. I think that's the difference. It's not if you know cinema. It's whether or not you went to film school. I have seen films that would... <sighs> yeah, but be honest. Would you have seen any of those films if you hadn't been in film school? I would be sad to have missed a couple of these Iranian films. I believe that. Yeah. I believe but no, that. no, I would not have sought them. Oh, you know. No, because they do. they make it to the like the tower. Okay, they do, but anyways, which um, is our local art house, film, exactly. Uh, theater, wanna, yeah. yeah. And uh, but anyways, um, where was I going? Where was I going? Oh, so we saw we watched this film in this class that uh, was a sort of a biopic of, about of Muhammad. Muhammad. Oh my God! Produced. I must have been on Iranian television. How the hell and, do you uh, do that? Well, it was all POV from the Mah- from the Muhammad from the from the Prophet. So it's the camera is the prophet, the pro- yeah, and exactly. all the other places. POV, whole... POV stands for point of view. Everybody. Oh, sorry, I'm sorry. Yeah. 
Don't get all jargony on us, Frank. Oh, sorry. But um, so yeah, so it was just his perspective <laughs> of everything that was happening. Actors running up to the camera, prophet, prophet, we need your advice. Yeah, prophet, prophet. I remember oh. one. I remember oh. one of the scenes was, how do we call the masses to church? The Christians have a bell. How do we call <laughs> masses to the church? And it was decided that there would be uh, somebody up in a tower. Oh my God. That's, I, 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 and it wasn't, how do you call people to church? It was, how do you call people to prayer? But that, it was that, did you get dizzy watching a, watching a movie that was entirely POV? It was fairly well done. Okay. I I will say, I mean, I, again, because let me tell you, a lot of these films are about sitting through them and just getting through them. Right. And this was one of them for me, but, um, it, uh, yeah, it was, uh. It, it was, was okay. It was done I mean, well for, enough that for, you... for what it was and the limitations that were placed on it. Okay. At a certain point, I remember falling into the narrative and just kind of going along with it. All right. I mean, it was a device, and you get used sure. to a, a device, sure. and it's like the it works. Blair Witch or the the that other yeah sooner or later handheldy sort of track you know, for a minute. Suspension of disbelief kicks in, and you're just like okay, and you're like whatever. okay, so Muhammad, it's the camera. Yep. All right. Plus, then you get to be. The founder of one of the world's great churches. For two hours, yours, you get to have everyone approach you. See the world through his eyes, which somehow should still be bad. It they, should. They should still object. Every to. audience member is masquerading as the prophet. Horrid. It's, it's halal. <laughs> it's or haram. haram. It's haram. Yeah. Sorry, haram. But anyway, so coming up. And uh, yeah, it should be should be interesting. I'm yeah. gonna tune in. Sure, I'll uh, I'll watch. Yeah, I mean not tune in. I'll I'll find it on their website. Yeah, I don't ever watch anything when it actually shows anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it's almost that's that's almost just that's a very rare occurrence. And yeah. if it is, I'm just like flipping through for no reason. So I right. usually there's usually nothing good. So I just land on whatever's the you know the best thing on right now. But. Yeah. What's the movie? Or do you have any movies, Dan? This is totally off topic where you're just flipping through and you just can't help yourself. No if matter how on, bad it is. Uh, there are probably several. Do you remember um, uh, Real Genius from the 80s <laughs> with Val Kilmer? Yeah. I, I can't not watch that. <laughs> I mean, there was, a, there was a good period of time when that was on like yeah. every Saturday for on somewhere really that was going to be playing wow. I, or whatever and yeah that one I, it has a special place in my heart i've got two yeah what are yours air force one <laughs> and ghost <laughs> every single time it doesn't matter though those two movies i will stop and watch every <laughs> single solitary time i come across those. get movies. off of my plane yeah oh yeah <laughs> Oh, it is. It is. Ba- it is good. It's bad, but it's good. Oh, oh I love that. You know movie. the the bad guy in Ghost. The yeah, guy, the guy that played the bad guy that everybody yeah. ended up hating. Uh-huh. I saw an interview with him once. Yeah, because he's never done anything that was quite that big. That was like his his pinnacle role. Right. Yeah. He said for years afterwards, like you know, you're in a movie, people recognize you. Yeah. It's like woohoo! People recognize you from a movie. No, people come up to him. Oh, I hate you! I hate you! God, you're that guy from Ghost. Oh God, I hate you so much. (laughs) Poor guy. (laughs) 
poor guy. That's sad. It's like I'm an actor. I did. I, I did. I, I didn't actually kill Patrick Swayze. I promise. Have you told me that story before? Maybe. You haven't told me it on the podcast, have you? I. I have we ever had that conversation? You guys on the go ahead and that write in if I've already familiar. told that story. That felt like a very familiar conversation. No, the whole thing, actually. Don't do this. Sorry, Don't guys. Don't do this. Sorry. Anyway. Did we repeat a story? Maybe. Who cares? Well, we when didn't. When we go yeah. off topic, that's the risk. <laughs> that's a risk. You know, we, we have limited lives. <laughs> we only have a few stories. <laughs> we don't know which ones we've told you before. Anyway. Uh, uh, Switzerland is where I'm, I'm, I'm taking us. Switzerland. Switzerland? Yeah. Ah. Uh, the the land of Switzerdeutsch. What's what's okay? So what's up in Switzerland? Uh, they're they they're they're ditching their national anthem. Really, ditching it? Why? It's Be- not Swiss enough. It's Swiss enough, but it also is too Jesusy. Really? Can you believe that? Wow! Uh, it's current. It's a, It's called the Swiss Psalm. Uh, and it translates to a lot of like, uh, "Thou, O Lord, appeareth in their light," uh, you know, when the Alps glow bright with splendor, sorts of things. A lot of Jesus, a lot of God, a lot of uh, uh, loving Father ever near, sorts of stuff. So, what are they replacing it with? Well, whoever wins the competition. Oh no! Yeah. Oh no! They're having a competition. How did this happen? The Swiss are like. They are like strident holder holders on of their tradition, and they they have a like they have an organization. And they're called... also like crazy. Like <laughs> I know they're Islamophobic, like mad, right? Well, I, I probably. I, always, I, I mean, just assume that also meant that they're like really Christian. No, they're not. Mm-mm. Wow. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of Christians there. Huh. But uh, there, this is in sort of that in recognition of the fact that there are plenty of non-Christians, plenty of non-believers, plenty of uh, everything. They just decided, you know what, this is too Christian. We're gonna do, uh, we're gonna do a a an all-inclusive song for our national anthem. Well, good for them. That's a step in the right direction, Switzerland. It, it is. It's amazing. And you're right that they have their traditions. Yeah. But one of their traditions is a. Uh, is is a, a a group called the Swiss Society for Public Utility, uh, or in Swiss it's just it's abbreviated the SGG. Okay. Um, and uh, they that group was founded in 1810 to promote Swiss values. Yeah. Uh, but apparently God is no longer one of the Swiss values needed to be uh, no upheld. Way. Well, good for them. Isn't that a thing? I feel I feel like somewhere. There in this story is a small glimpse into our distant future as as Americans. Really? I feel like someday we'll get to the point where where the dialogue between the believers and the non-believers will be such that the non-believers can say, "Hey, you know that in God we trust and that one nation under God stuff? Let's just take that out." And you guys can believe in God, and we won't, and we'll just have our government represent all of us equally. And the believers will go, oh, that makes sense. Cool. Oh, wow. You really – you you believe in this country. Do, do, <laughs> did you hear the word distant in the phrase distant future? I didn't say in the near future. <laughs> I have no hope for, for 
You don't. Uh, you don't I think, have no hope. You don't think it's going to happen. Uh, All right. Maybe like, I you know, in a thousand years, I could see. <laughs> I could just, see it. I'm just. I I'm going to read this quote from uh, from a a Mister Niederberger in Switzerland. I Niederberger right now. <laughs> who said officially the anthem is a is a psalm a prayer but of course we have an open society religiously neutral we have atheists no single god so this anthem is definitely or or is a difficulty well good for them i'm 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 kind of blown away because it it kind of shatters a few pre-held conceptions that i had yeah about uh switzerland and the swiss in general there you go fascinating uh they might be back on my good list Good. They were off for a minute. Oh, oh well, I'm glad we got them back on. I, I was, I was jump on the I Swiss, really, the Swiss train. I was really disappointed with the Swiss. Yeah, what, 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 what put you off the Swiss? I don't know. <laughs> you, just, you heard one too many Alpen horns, and you were yeah, like, that I was just, it. I was just done. Jesus. That's it. Yeah, no. I mean, how much? Like, like I don't know. How many high quality of you know high standard of living and. <laughs> All that can you can you put up with? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyways, all right. It's also one of the most democratic countries on the planet, right? Don't mm-hmm. they have a lot of direct democracy? Yeah, hmm, I like that. Yeah. All right. Well, Facebook.com <laughs> slash TGI Atheist is a great way to find us and uh-huh. like us and yeah. chat. Or you can write to us at podcast at thankgodimatheist dot com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at four two four six 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 eight. Four four two. Yep. We're going to take a quick break. And while we are on that break, we are going to, um, we're going, we're going to be, to be taught. Well, well, this is just fun. Well, it's a Christian comedian. Yeah. It's what we're going to listen to. It's just fun. Yeah. It's just good, clean fun. All right, here we go. You know, we were just having a good time. And afterwards, we were having coffee, you know, like adults do. And we were talking about politics, which I know nothing about. But it's never stopped me from having an opinion. (laughs) And we were saying this. And I said, you know, I I vote this way because I'm a Christian and I believe certain things and that I want to, you know, see happen or whatever. And, And Nancy, who was a friend of Brenda's, spoke up and said, well, I don't believe in God. And I vote the opposite of you. I didn't care how she voted. All I heard was, I don't believe in God. I got so excited. I'd never had one in my home before. I went around and locked all the doors. I said, you're going to be here a while. Oh, we had a wonderful time. I started to explain. I said, you know what? be an atheist too if I had that much faith it takes a lot of faith to believe all the order around us evolved from some gaseous belch in the universe six billion years ago you know order never comes from chaos unless somebody puts it together all the order in the universe you know if I took my watch apart my Timex glow, I love my watch I was up all night looking at that watch. But every 15 minutes I was checking it last night. But what if I took it off my arm and took it totally apart and stuck the pieces in the sack and and then I shook the sack for six billion years. 
what if after six billion years, what would be the chances of me pulling out a watch that's ticking and on time? I don't even have enough faith for that. I certainly don't have enough faith to think that this complicated universe around us, and even in our bodies, DNA, they've just in the last few years discovered DNA. I've had it all along. Oh. Do you know what would happen after six billion years of shaking your watch around? You'd probably pulverize them. Uh, yeah. It wouldn't yeah. be. It would all be. First, first of all, so you yeah, wouldn't put it. You would but be it might... tired. You would be very tired. <laughs> six billion years of shaking. Yeah. That'll wear an arm out. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You'd have to switch arms. But a, a civilization might have formed. <laughs> within the, within, within the, the bag. Yeah. Sure. I saw that episode of Futurama. Creating life. <laughs> Now he's the watchmaker. Ooh. I just don't wow. think he understands how, how, how watches work. Uh, yeah. I think he's unclear on that. Yeah. Did God make watches? Is that mm. what he's saying? Mm. No. I think he's, I think he's confused. I'm so, confused. So, you know what? Some scientist should help him out. <laughs> I'll bet he would, he would welcome it. Or a watchmaker. Or, or both. A scientist and or... A watchmaker, and or or just someone with any sense of logic or reason. Anyway, hey, uh, we got some uh, emails, some emails. Should we do the donor real quick? Oh yeah, hey, we wanted to thank our donor. Uh, we got one this week, only one. It's sad. Mm-hmm. It's a little sad. But it, thank you, Brian. We wanted to thank Brian for oh, his thanks, Brian. Generous donation. That is awesome. Uh, and then people have written to us. Yeah. So we're going to, uh, to we love it when that happens. Uh-huh. Um, I, I'll, I'll start. I got one from, uh, <coughs> excuse me, from Chris. Okay. Uh, who has written to us before. And he said that, uh, um, he, when he wrote before, he told us about he, he and his wife, he is an atheist. His wife is a believer. Right. Uh, he says, um, that they have one child together and one more on the way. Uh, And uh, he also has a daughter from a previous relationship. And she, his wife, he says, quote, always tries to accuse me of polluting my daughter's mind because we like to watch Discovery or Science Channel together. And most programs we we watch talk about evolution and how the universe actually is actually billions of years old as opposed to thousands. I accuse her of polluting my children's minds since she are, since she already has my son reciting a cookie-cutter prayer before we eat. Let's just say sometimes things get a little heated between us. Um, he says uh, usually his daughter lives with her mom, and even though her mom isn't religious, she will still t- occasionally take her to church. Um, anyway, I, w- one of the things that he wanted to say is that uh, he took from us, I believe it was me, I said uh, a thing... My, were I ever to become a parent, mm. uh, when Andrea and I first got together and she was still kind of a believer, right? she said, how are we going to raise our kids? And I said, I, I, basically what we came to is that the idea is we teach them how to think, not what to think, and let them decide for themselves. Wow. Right. And he said that that has been a guiding principle for him now ever since he heard good i say yeah. so so I, I i mean i i first of all chris i will i will warn you i am no expert on raising children i have never <laughs> raised one i uh i do not hold any degrees that would qualify me to be an expert on raising kids 
What I what well, I, that's that's that advice is not methodology. No, as no. far as like how to raise a good kid. But I do think that's, I do that's think just a good way to present the universe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you don't know everything. No. So why would you? Yeah, you don't have to act like you know stuff. Right. I I do have to say, Chris, I'm worried. I'm worried about all this arguing about this stuff. Mm, yeah. Accusing each other of poisoning their kids, uh, that scares yeah, me a little bit. That's poison. I would say, you know, I, again, I'm no expert, so I, I, I'm not trying to, uh, to, to pose as one, but, but I, I would hope that you two can find a place where there's some agreement in terms of what's okay to, to put your kids in front of and what's not okay, or rather, or rather just, just sit down with the kids and just say, Hey, look, dad believes this mom mm-hmm. believes that. Right. We don't know who's right for sure, so you're going to have to decide for yourself at some point. Oh, uh, well, Frank's eyes rolled a little bit. Uh, no, that was more of a thinking rather than a oh, rolling. Okay. okay, I was looking off to the side, going, "Hmm." <laughs> um, but I mean, I think I think it, it just like first of all, you have to get to the point where both parties are willing to sit at a table and say, "We don't know who's right." That, right. That's like that's a pretty. For a Christian to sit there and say, your dad might be right. That's not what I'm saying. That's a, but what I'm saying is that when you can't present a unified front to your children, right. you have to s- somehow make sense of the situation for them. Right. So to me, it's, it's about saying, look, I respect mom. Mom believes X, and I respect that. Right. I'm, I, I'm, I, she has every right to believe that. I understand you know, why she believes that. Mom respects me. I believe why, and uh, and that's okay. All of this is okay. Mm-hmm. And then stop for the love of God. Like, don't argue with each other about it. Right. You're just, I mean, honestly, there's just. Oh God, I I wish you the best, Chris. I really do. Yeah, maybe maybe some couples counseling. Yeah, probably. That's that's good advice right there. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, I have an email from uh, Matt. Uh, he says, hi, guys. Um, a close friend of mine uh, is culturally Jewish but non-religious and lives with his girlfriend. So, he's, Okay. So anyways, I'm just going to paraphrase the rest of this. Okay. So he was over visiting at a friend's house, and he came across um, some uh, action figures that were still in the case. Ooh. Uh, and it was labeled The Mormon. Okay. It was probably just Mormon. Probably Mormon. Um, but anyways, um, and it really sort of piqued his 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 interest. He said that he... So the one that's called Mormon uh, was dressed in a robe, carrying a book. Out of curiosity, he says that he picked up um, um, more of these little packages. Oh, no. Then the, the, picked- oh, he picked it up, and he turned it over, and there was... Uh, the back had a detail of uh the entire line of mormon action figures yes uh including moroni uh other prophets and a uh he he calls it a strapling warrior uh i wish they'd been strapling oh, yeah uh, they were the stripling warriors that's right um what does young, that even mean does, young, is that a real young, word a young man is a stripling did did joseph smith just make that word up no a young man is a stripling okay. or a stripling is a young man i guess okay. is probably the accurate way of saying that uh and so he says i don't know uh anyways uh but he says are you guys aware of these the box was old and dusty so i presume that they were a relic of the 
80s era Mormon indoctrinational uh, <laughs> methodology. Um, did either of you own any of these as kids? Gosh, I wish. I never did. No. Yeah. I wasn't really an action figure kid. And so, nor I was I. The, the Mormon ones would have just. But I didn't. Been... It, it's not like they abounded. None of my friends owned them either. No. Yeah, exactly. I didn't. It were, they were more of a novelty. Yeah. I remember seeing like them a... at like a Mormon bookstore. Oh, do you? Uh huh. Oh, and okay. Just sort of marveling at the, the, oh, well, that's nice that we have those too. Right. I do, I do understand. Uh, just so you know why we corrected you from the Mormon to Mormon, Mormon is a. A man in the book, right? It's, he's a character in the book, and right. apparently he's holding the book. So, there you go. Yeah, it's probably plates. So, he was probably holding probably metal, metal yeah. plates. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's that. It, it's certainly a great way to to bring the Book of Mormon to life for mm. your children. Yes, there should be one pack that's just a bunch of arms. Who so, was who was the guy that cut off everybody's arms? Who was uh. that? God, the I Mormon. I there's a remember. Mormon story where one of the one of the dudes cuts off all of the uh, all of the opposing. Like, there's a war. Yeah, and he just goes and cuts. He off He just arms. goes and cuts off. I cuts remember off that everybody's happening. Arms. Fortunately, a lot of the details have faded for me. <laughs> I, I I'm glad for that. Yeah, in a lot of ways, I'm glad for that. In other ways, Ammon. Like, it was Ammon. Ammon. I believe it was mm, Ammon. Okay. Yeah, he cut off on. So I think I think there should be one action pack that's just like it's Ammon and a bunch, a bunch of, of arms. arms. That'd be fairly easy to do, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, you, you know. just get the, just, you know, if 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 part of the action figure is ruined, just save the arms. Yeah, pop, just rejects pop. from the. Yeah, exactly from the factory. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I, I, yeah, but but great. Thank you, Matt. That yeah, was uh, that's fun. That did bring back. At least go one go back to their house. Little memory. get some pictures. Send them in. We <laughs> yeah. kind of want to see them. Post them to the Facebook page. Uh, speaking of posting to the Facebook page, Marjorie wrote us, uh, mm -hmm. not on the Facebook page, but she wrote us and she said uh, she's new to atheism and trying to read books on the subject in order to be more informed. Mm. So she went to the library. She got a uh, Sam Harris End of Faith, good book. Oh yeah, bit thick. If you really, yeah, I mean, you know, it's if you want to try it, not thick in the in terms of like how many pages, but thick in terms of the writing. Right. Uh, apparently, uh, letters to a Christian nation basically covers the same ground, but it's a little easier read, a little easier digestion. But that doesn't mean you have to get it. Go for go for the good stuff if you want. I right. think our listeners can handle the good stuff. I think so. I have I'm faith just, in our. In I'm our just our th I'm just throwing that out there. There are options. Anyway, she got end of faith. She opens it up, and some. Christian dude has written, has annotated the whole thing. Oh, he no. has written in the margins anywhere that there's white space. This Christian dude has written. Oh. And, I, and she's sent pictures in. And I have to say, he's got nice writing. Yeah. His uh, handwriting yeah, is yeah, actually uh, totally legible. Uh, <laughs> very nice. He's used uh, different pens for mm -hmm, things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, like, when he wants to, uh, to uh, highlight something, he does a different pen. It makes it bold. Yeah, it's very. I mean, well done, detailed work. I think, yeah, clearly this is a detail-oriented person, mm -hmm. which, which I think is conscientious. Anyway, she um, she wrote in to say, "What should I do?" Uh, you know, she she thought maybe she should go through and uh, her. She said, "My immediate thought was to black out the comments with a sharpie, to blot out the bias." Uh, um. However, she doesn't believe in vandalizing books. Uh, but is vandalizing to restore a book to its? Is it vandalizing to restore a book to its original content? 
Well, if she could magically get all this ink off the page, that would be that would be restoring, restoring it. it. She could um, go to like a, a laser tattoo removal place and just be like, <laughs> "Hey, does that work?" Buy on... a new copy of the book, and yeah. donate it to the library. That's what. So here's my thought. My thought is is either that. I mean, surely you have to report it to the library and be like, "You can't be lending this book out." Right. This version of this book out. So here's here's what I suggest, Marjorie, go in. And yeah, maybe buy a copy of the, well, maybe do, maybe don't, but go in and say, hey, this book is ruined, you can't be giving it out. And if they agree with you, say, but can I have it to send in to my friends Frank and Dan? Because I want this book. I kind of yeah. want it. She'd probably need to show up with a copy of the book. To yeah, get, I mean, to that, get them to give her the old one. Right, right, right. I, I mean, I think that's that's a nice thing to do. Instead of you know, if, <laughs> if if you have the impulse to send us a donation, I would prefer that you went bought a copy of this book, brought it to your library, kept the other one, <laughs> and sent us this book. That's what I. That's what I want for, yeah. for my birthday, which was yesterday. Oh, happy birthday, Dan! Thanks. Um, that goes for any crap out there in the universe. Oh yeah, we need to get a PO box. <laughs> we'll get one. If enough, if if you guys have enough like wacky crap to send us, we will totally get a PO box for that. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, well, let's do it. All right. Well, I have a, another email here from Christine. Okay. Uh, it says, "Hey guys, after two months of me trying to convince my mom to listen to you, she finally did." Um, she says the word podcast confused her. <laughs> and atheist made her nervous uh-huh. uh she loved you both so if you could say hi susan she will pee her pants <laughs> hi susan i'm not gonna say it oh she said it was pee her pants in a good way oh okay then hi susan <laughs> enjoy the pee <laughs> we're so glad that you like us uh, that's so fun there we go that's yep. fun all right well uh just gotta... just sit right back and you'll hear a tale Oh. A tale of a fateful trip that started at this traffic port aboard this tiny ship. Uh, yeah. yeah. Except uh, it wasn't so much of a tropic port. Right. It was it a was, tiny ship, it though. Was San Diego. San Diego, sure. <laughs> it's more of a temperate port. Yes. Uh, why don't you fill us in on a little story, Frank? Well, there was this family, you see. Once this, upon a time. The Gastangues. The yeah, Gastangues. The, the, yeah, the the, uh, the gas, stupid the Gastingues. <laughs> Where did we decide it, how it was pronounced? I don't know. Well, let's well, pro- let's pronounce it differently every time we say it. Okay. Okay. Anyway, the, I'm going to call them um, the the Gastingues. The Gastingues. Uh, the Gastingues. Uh, they were sick and tired of all of the uh, um, oppression, religious oppression right. in this country. Right. Just sick and tired. And, and why wouldn't they be? They're, tired they're and Christians. Sick. Yes. So clearly they are oppressed. So they were fleeing. They were oh. actually they were they, they were fleeing the United States, seeking for religious freedom abroad. Fleeing the whole country, getting <clears throat> out of the United it States. It wasn't enough to just leave Arizona, right? Which is obviously a bastion of Christian uh, persecution. I hear about it all the time. Arizona. We, we have all of, you know, all of the, the Christian refugees fleeing into Utah <laughs> right. from Arizona. <laughs> right. Uh, so clearly there is a problem in Arizona. So they left Arizona and then foolhardily they went to California. They went to California. 
But then, uh, but, they but, did, but they went to California to go live on a boat for a minute as a stepping stone. Yeah, they bought a boat. Their plan, they're just as their 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 way out was to buy a boat and to set sail into the Pacific Ocean <laughs> in for for uh, uh, searching for the island nation of Kirab. Oh, wait, Kiribati. Kiribati. Spelled not like Kiribati. No. But it looks like you should say Kiribati. But, Kiribati. but our, our Kiribati. research has led us to believe that we say Kiribati. Kir- Kiribati. 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 Uh, anyways. Um, so anyways, so they set sail. And, um, well, these are not um, experienced... Um, Sailors. They're not people of the sea. These Arizona. Are not, Arizona. It may surprise you to learn that Arizona has a landlocked state. It's it has no sea. Doesn't it? it doesn't more, afford many opportunities. It's more of a desert, really, <laughs> to learn. I mean, ocean even, navigation. Even in Utah, we've got, we've at least got the Great Salt Lake. You, could, you, you can learn to sail. You could learn to sail in Utah. You couldn't learn to do what they're doing, though, here. No, no. What they try to do. No. We don't have a tide. We no. don't have <laughs> currents, no. ocean currents. No, we don't have that. Um, Anywhere that you could possibly go and not see land. <laughs> right. Yeah. We don't, we have, don't have that. We don't have those things. No, 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 no. Uh, but anyways, so... And we don't have Kiribati. We don't have Kiribati. <laughs> which apparently... Well, we'll get to Kiribati in a second. No, we won't. <laughs> <laughs> well, then they certainly didn't. Uh, but anyways, so they uh, they got lost at sea. They, they oh. were lost at sea for two months. Two months? Two months. Um, the weather started getting rough. Actually, I feel like it was 90 days that they were out. Yeah. Something... So they were lost for like 60 days, let's say. They were, they were at least uh, off of land for that long. I how long were they? Uh, it was two months. They wouldn't. They yeah. didn't. Yeah, they were lost. They were lost in their boat for two months. But it was ninety-one days uh, before when they the, finally got to before they got land. back to land. Yeah, yeah. Because they were picked up by um, a Ch- not a Chilean, a Japanese, a Japanese shipping ship boat that, that, that dropped them off in. Yeah, was that it transferred Chile? them to a Venezuelan fishing vessel, <laughs> and then they landed in Chile. <laughs> But not before they had spent two months at sea, adrift with, with their boat, more or less. with their boat like dangerously low on food and and, and fresh water, increasingly haggard boat, <laughs> and they just kept getting worse and worse, beat up by the by the, the conditions, and apparently also by a Canadian ship that was trying sort of half heartedly to rescue them and ended up breaking their boat further. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, anyways, so. They, but they felt the whole time that God was leading them. Mm. God was leading them on their voyage. <laughs> um, and she said, "She said we were cruising, but within a couple of weeks, she says we came out there, storm, storm, storm." <laughs> I, I have to say, I do, in a sense, envy their little sea adventure. <laughs> They got a story to tell. I'll yeah. say that. I mean, I wouldn't want to be lost at sea, but I would love to be out in the middle of the ocean and and see some of the you know the 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 just being out in the middle of the ocean. I think would be amazing. I think I you're really romanticizing do. an absolutely horrible horrible time. No, no, I do enjoy solitude. <laughs> uh, solitude and, is fine, and uh, as long as I felt relatively safe, I would love it. Yeah, I don't think they felt safe. 
Not after a no, but they believed in God. God was going <laughs> to guide them. They the, the the quotes from the mom are absolutely outrageous. Let me see if I can find one real quick. I don't feel like this is the article that I read that actually said, had her I, I got one here. She said, we were in the thick of it, but we prayed. Mm-hmm. Being out on that boat, I just knew I was going to see some miracles. Like the yeah. miracle of you getting nowhere the fuck near where you were trying to go. Kiribati, yes. Which, by the way, <laughs> picking Kiribati yeah, is why- insane. Yeah, okay. we did a little research on this on this country because it's like it's a, why? sounds like a lovely island nation. Why would they choose Kiribati? We with a hundred thousand people. Oh, um, but this is a country whose own elected president is calling for his people to leave. <laughs> okay, because and this is really sad. Kiribati is one of those island nations that is going to disappear yeah. with rising uh, ocean levels due to global warming. Right. Like, it I is, saw a whole thing about the, this guy. Yeah, the, 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 and, and sadly, it's, as the water is rising, as the, the, the ocean levels are rising, their um, the, drinking water is, the, going. Is, is getting polluted right. by the seawater. Yeah. So I mean, so it's, so they, they already are, they're running out of space and they're running out of fresh water. Soon there will be no Kiribati, and soon there will be no Kiribati. But this is where these good God fearing people felt like they needed to be in order to <laughs> I don't do no to, to do what I don't know. I uh, yeah, it's just amazing. Like first of all, they were clearly deluded from the beginning. Like this this idea this yeah. notion that they were fleeing persecution. Is amazing, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And then they thought to themselves, "Well, where do we go?" But and they picked a nation which, in our research, we discovered not friendly to the gays. Well, and that's one of their big beefs with the United States, right? Is how friendly to the gays, right? We right, right, because this is now a nation of of of, of sodomites, sodomites, right? Abortion happening, abortionists, left and, and right. Yes. They they were sick of their taxes going to pay when, for abortion. When we're not fucking butts. Right, exactly. We're we're killing babies. Right. That's basically what we do. If for whatever reason a penis happens to find its way to a vagina, <laughs> we instantly abort the baby. I don't know why that would ever happen. <laughs> Obviously we're we're more into butt sex than that. But uh but yeah. if it should occur that impregnation uh has 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 come about. Yeah. yeah, we make sure that we abort that thing. Absolutely, right, right off away. The bat. Right away. It's, Clearly, it, that's what was happening. It's in our Arizona. first impulse. Yeah. Every now so, and then, somebody accidentally keeps it. You job. know what? Though the one thought that I keep having because about this whole thing is that I'm so glad that they survived, mm. so that we can laugh about it. Honestly, because if they had died at sea, we I could not, in good conscience sit here and be making so much fun of them i got news for you if they had died at sea we would not we have would heard about have it known of them. yeah you're right we would never have known so it's <laughs> i'm glad for two reasons that they're still alive it's amazing and, and a third reason which is they are human beings and they don't deserve <laughs> to die at sea but i don't know you know here's the thing they had an infant with them they had a child and an infant and i i'm sorry the parents deserved. <laughs> that's that's where I draw the line. The children, because frankly, put your own life at yeah. risk. If if it had just been adults setting out for yeah some remote island nation and uh, and then dying, yeah, I figured that's just thinning the herd. 
that's that's that that's natural selection at work. Yeah, and I'm all for it. But don't you can't take your child your infant child right with you on your your like moron adventure. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad the kid survived. I just I that's just oh, wow, Dan. I'm what? Who's the first to go? You know, in a situation like that, they were putting this kid at horrible, horrible risk. Yeah. No. I yeah. agree. I'm glad they all survived. Again, so that I can sit here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, you know, in 28 years, I we will be watching a TV show, and it'll be that kid recounting this story, mm. having gone through years of therapy to understand it. Mm. And I look forward. I look forward to that time. Mm. That will mm. be fun. It's gonna be great. <laughs> they, they, what, yeah. what language do they speak in Kiribati? They speak. Um, Kiribati is the the way that the natives said the name, the English name of the island, which was. I'm gonna find it here. Gilbertese. Is what, is what they speak. It was the Gilbert Islands. Oh. And they cho- the, the, the native name for the, the, the string of islands was uh, started with a T, like uh, Tura something or other. But the, they decided when they actually um, made them, like when they gained their in- independence from the United Kingdom um, and became the Republic of Kiribati, uh, that they would uh, go with that name because there were actually some additional islands that mm. were not traditionally a part of the mm. the, the 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 traditional chain that started right. with a T. I forget what it was called. Um, the Tungaru. Oh yeah. So they went with Kiribati. Kiribati um, or Kiribati. Sorry, which is which is spelled Kiribati. Which is spelled Kiribati, and they speak Gilbertese. <laughs> And I just English. Love, the two I, official I, languages are English and Gilbert. Right. I would just love it if, if these people had made it there and then just couldn't speak the language. <laughs> they just have to... Well, the Bible's written in English. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, this is this country... I just kind of wanted to mention a few things about this country. Sure. The president, of course, has been like trying to get... He wants it to be this uh, basically an exodus... From the country. Yeah. Because um, what are you going to do? I mean, once you see and acknowledge the writing on the wall, mm-hmm. meaning, hey, guess what? Uh, yeah, our country's di- disappearing. So he wants the people to be placed in uh, friendly uh, nations that will take them. And uh, only um, countries that are sort of equally poorly off. <laughs> are willing to take anybody. <laughs> oh. And uh, so, but um, that, I mean, it's not entirely true. Uh, Australia has a program where they will take any um, uh, nurses or um, like um, farmers, if horti- horticulturalists or if something If you're like useful that. to us. But they have a training program. Oh, okay. It's not that they will take them just because of that. It's that they've set up a training program there and they're trying to get as many nurses uh, trained up as possible, yeah. who can then immigrate to um, to Australia. I think that's actually fa- fairly clever. They recognize that the people don't have skills that that their nation needs, but they do need nurses. Right. So let's train you first, and then you can come over. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, 
I yeah, I think that's fine. I it's going to be it's we're going to have a a flood of 100,000 refugees that need a place yeah. to live pretty quick and well, a boat. We need a boat fast. Yeah. Yep. That's uh it's really sad. It's really sad. also because it, it looks like they're being forced to leave paradise, you know. I mean it's absolutely beautiful these pictures. Yeah. yeah. But also some really weird statistics about the country. Only like 20 some odd percent of the the country actually like makes a salary or makes like income cash income of any kind huh everybody i don't know how everybody else survives this and is probably the, and like, that, like farming or like you know, know subsistence farming type stuff or... but it's also incredibly densely pa- uh populated like it's, it's not a huge population but it's like 5200 people per square kilometer oh wow so which is comparable to london huh um yeah that's intense yeah it's people on top of people and you look, I mean, I didn't pull up any pictures that actually showed it looking like that. All the pictures are just kind of idyllic and <laughs> paradisical. Oh, that's so. nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's the same guy. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not going to say it because I'm not sure if it's. Anyway. Oh. Name the, the, yeah. It's uh, it, they're in, they're in dire straits over there. Yeah. It's really, it's. So if you want to, so frankly. <laughs> Attention, all Christians wanting to flee persecution in the United States. Feel free to try and get to Kiribati. Kiribati. Yeah. Feel free. We should start we should start a we should start a sailboats for Christians campaign. <laughs> Come on, give it a shot. Kiribati. You'll, I can't pro- believe you'll it. probably be saved. Yep. You'll, it'll cost I mean, can you imagine the the costs that have that have gone into like getting these people home? Oh, I know. To well, to like us, the taxpayers, because apparently, like a you know a a flight back was arranged by the the U.S. embassy mm-hmm. in Peru or was it Peru? No, Chile. Chile. Yeah. Yep. So they had to fly back from Chile. Um, and here, just you, since you just brought up flights, it kind of jogged my memory that I wanted to talk about. Oh yeah. How? Like I was like, well. This seems like a fascinating place. I wonder how much it costs to go there. Do they have tourism? Like blah blah blah. blah sure. Blah, right. Um, so I put in Salt Lake City as the uh, as my departure city on Travelocity because that is your departure. city. That would be my departure city, <laughs> and I put uh, Tawana or something like that is the name of their is where their airport is. It's not going to work if you just put in made up names, Frank. I know. And it brought me back an itinerary. Oh, good. That uh, includes four stops. <laughs> Ooh. Um, changing planes in Los Angeles, Honolulu, um, in Fiji, and then arriving in uh, Kiribati. Mm-hmm. And it would cost only $4,100. <laughs> wow. To fly. And it would only take 32 hours. Is that is that return trip? Is that round trip? That is round trip. Oh, okay. That is true. Okay. I would want to come home from yes. an island nation that is telling all its people to leave. Yeah, exactly. I don't think I'd want to stay. Also, the island nation that is uh, th- that is uh, quite uh, hostile to you being gay. Yeah. You'd probably want to come home from I'd that. probably want to come home. I mean, yeah, it, you're right. you could visit, but... Yeah. 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 I That makes sense to me. Yeah. So there you go. Crazy town. Y'all can uh, can go and visit the the island paradise that that was being sought by mm. by the Gaston gays. <laughs> oh, Gaston gay. Oh, so sad. 26-year-old. 
Hannah. Gaston That's how old Gay. she is? Yeah. 26? She looks older. Yeah. I'll say that. The yeah. photo that I'm looking at, I don't see a 26-year-old. She just had a harrowing time at sea. She, and it, it aged her. It aged her. Yeah. That woman is aged. I mean, they, they, they had a miserable experience. Her husband, Sean, with his... Clearly, he set out to sea with a mohawk, and now he, <laughs> now he has just like a strip of long hair and a bunch of short hair. Oh, uh, I see that. That's yeah. pretty funny. He's a weirdo-looking guy. Yeah. Hmm. I, I, mm. There you go. Well, alrighty, Dan. Lots of uh, lots of listeners sent that one in. Wanted us to be be sure. Wanted to be sure we were aware of that uh, story. So thanks everybody for making sure that we were that that one was uh, called to our attention. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, the thanks, story guys. of the Gaston gaze. <laughs> I think I think I we've see. I think we've landed on the right pronunciation, <laughs> at least for our purposes. All right. Well, ah, oh, wow. You all right? I had a little sneezy. There. There's a little allergy thing happening there in the totally air. There is totally an allergy thing happening. Do you, do you think really it's the miserable. ashes, or do you think it's just it like there's a little bit of that, maybe? But I think something pollen. There, there's has... been some desert last week when we were out in the West Desert. Mm. I uh, you saw, yeah, we started sneezing. You and I, I, I was sneezing bad. We, we, we went we, out to, to... We should have told the tale of, of Yosepa. Have we ever oh, told the tale? That might be good for next week. Let's do. All right. Yeah, we'll tell, we'll we'll tell you. We'll ghost town out in uh, the West Desert. Yeah, we went out there to watch the, the Perseid meteor shower. Lovely. It was great. It was fantastic. Yeah, really good. Anyways, if you'd like to ever get in touch with us, or if you'd just like to like us on Facebook. Sure, like away. Please do. It's we Facebook. like you. Yeah. Facebook.com slash TGI Atheist. Yeah, or you can email us if you don't if you don't want to uh, expose yourself to the world knowing that you like a podcast called Thank God I'm Atheist. You could just email us at podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or you could leave us a voicemail at 424-666-8442. Yeah. Uh, don't forget that you can donate and help this thing keep rolling. Uh, at po- thankgodimatheist.com you can look on the right side of the screen there and click on donate and give Woo-hoo. us money and that would be really really helpful that would and uh, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for uh, the use of their music mm-hmm. and uh, yeah and thank you for listening have a good one everybody bye bye